You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're concluding our Alien Retrospective series with Alien Covenant. There will be spoilers, so you have been warned. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme Being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Ah, yes! I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit? Or your money? You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead! The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. The mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian. With me tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Howdy. And from Inherit Media, Jared Callen. Hello, everyone. Now, we're here tonight to talk... you become British? That's <laughs> the way I'm doing. I'm trying... I don't know. I'm messing it up. We'll see. I'll do my best Daniel. Okay. Your best what? <laughs> Whatever her name is. Oh, okay. The ch- oh, yeah, Daniels. Daniels is the the protagonist for Alien Covenant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that which is what we're here to talk about tonight. Uh, really, I've Scott's- only seen the movie once. You've seen it seven, eight, nine times now. Yeah, peace status. <laughs> I saw it three times. I saw it three times. I, well, I mean, let, let's just go ahead and get into it. I rather enjoyed this. What'd you guys think? I don't even know what you think. You look okay. It, really, you're going there. This is like so much better than Prometheus. Yeah, it is a lot better than Prometheus. If you're just thinking about these two films together, and yeah, Yeah, it's a lot better than Prometheus. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I I thought this was really well done, man. Uh, Brought back the monster, brought back the scares, um, and they still worked in the philosophical ideas, and I thought the the themes were a lot um, clearer in this movie. You know, because you're you're thinking it's going to pick up right where the other one left off, and they didn't. You know, they they took it ten years into the into the uh, into the future from the uh, previous film, which they told you in a kind of a forced expositional way. Oh, by the way, because when we, when we finally meet David, 10 years ago, I landed on this planet. Well, they give you the date too. <laughs> yeah. oh, I know. I know. And if you're a stickler, stickler for details, you're like, Oh, that's 10 years later. That's right. So who's the guy who's talking to David at the beginning? That's the old guy from Prometheus. So that's, that's, that's way. That's way. That's way. Yeah. Is that character the same? Is that actor the same person who plays Waylon in Prometheus? Yes, it's yeah. Guy Pierce. Okay, yeah. great. That was Guy Pierce. Okay, yeah, it was, yeah, it was him. yeah, you can kind of see it in his in his face. face. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> but what a cool, what a cool location. Do you think that that like mountain range it was real? Was that or was that outside the window? You think that that was uh, animated? It looked it looked a little animated. Really, I thought I was like, yeah. wow, it looks like they I built mean, this weird white box outside. The, the movie looks phenomenal. Like, yeah, it just I was just watching it like, wow, this looks phenomenal. <laughs> Like every single frame, every frame of painting. 
Yeah, I really like that first room where it's so minimalist and he's calling out all the details. Like, there's the David sculpture, which is massive. You yeah, you don't realize how big it is to cut to that one shot. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, it, it, it's, it's, huge. It's, like, it's like this world was designed to basically craft David. David and his, you know, the way his brain should work, you know? It's, it's like, it's, it's a really weird environment that seemed like crafted just for David. To bring him tea. Well, no, that, that that was a subservient thing. Like, like, look, you know, I'm, I'm better than you. All right, bitch, really? You're gonna die one day. All right, cool. Bring me my fucking tea. It's sitting three, like three inches from me. Don't make me reach. Yeah, I'm sorry. And it better be hot. I I like that scene though. It sets up the whole creation theme that goes throughout the entire movie. That really Scott really does a good job of of playing everything into that. Where like after this scene, we were introduced to the colonist on the ship, the Covenant. All that plays in there. It almost has like the Noah Ark feel. Uh, Noah's Ark. Yes, thank you. I really enjoyed that. Whereas like Prometheus, I felt like these themes were not were not as connected and kind of confusing and a little muddled. Yeah. This I feel like this movie, right from the first scene on, it it sets it out. It delivers from there, and then the next scene, you get to watch James Franco burn alive. So that just really made my day. I was really waiting on that. <laughs> it went into that uh like gravity, like, oh we got trouble in space. Yeah. No, it was it was it was cool. It, it set it up really nicely. That the pace wasn't dragging. It it went. Here's some action. We're getting right into it. I think it's weird that uh, for some reason in Prometheus they're all wearing the uh, the little strip bathing suit things in cryo sleep. Yeah. And in this one they're all wearing jumpsuits. But when we get actually to Alien, we all go back down to the. It gets smaller. So it's like it's like we're getting <laughs> bigger and bigger coverage. I think it depends on like which department of the company you work for. Right. If you're in charge of a bunch of colonists, then you get full jumpsuits. Right. If you're just cargo guys, you get a strip. Okay. So they had two, they had 2,000 people on the ship that they were going to go colonize. Is that enough to keep the gene pool mixed enough once things get going? I don't know. They, they brought those embryos. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they were... I think they're, I think they're counting that in the 2,000. No, no, no. It, it, no, it, they yeah. had the... Oh, so all those, okay, they're all the hanging uh, yeah, cryo sleep. Yeah, they have like 2,000 of the, yeah, the cryo, which the cryo containers are like hanging. Which is cool because it gives you this neat like look, pendulum thing as, as the ship sways, they kind of swing. So okay, they're being rocked in their sleep right. all the time. It, it makes them feel very less important than the crew. They're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for James Franco. Yeah, well, man, damn. Why, okay, why did it catch on fire on the inside like that? I didn't really understand that. It's science, man. It's science. Yeah, it it doesn't really explain. Like, there's like some red light that is on the inside, and because I guess it's you know it's doing some shit to wake you up, right? And some pressure change. I don't know. I just yeah. don't, I just, it's a malfunction. After he's like fully engulfed and they're hitting it with the sledgehammer thing, you know, trying to break it. I just you know, I, it's done, man. I mean, don't <laughs> go on and let it like burn itself out. And why? How is the fire burning inside that thing? I guess there's air. I just assumed there had to be oxygen being. I don't know. Through. I think they did crack it open, but I mean, it didn't matter because, like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> but like, they're trying to get get it off, and his wife, just uh, Daniels, who's like a Ripley character, yeah. jumps on him. <laughs> it's like, what are you no, doing? No, no, what are you doing? Don't let him out. <laughs> you know, he's gonna funny. make me build a lake and a cabin. Yeah, by I don't the even lake. know how to build a log cabin. I don't know what nails are for. <laughs> what is a nail? These metal nails. That's an actual line in the movie. Well, if you if you're listening to this, you, you surely you have watched this film. Hopefully, <laughs> if not, hold on. You're about to learn a lot. Spoiler alert! Um, it, it's cool too that they have David walking. Uh, not David. They have Walter walking around now. Uh, Michael Fassbender in uh, an American accent now. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was cool. You know, I I liked his performance. Um, 
as as Walter a little bit. I, really weird though, seeing him very robot performance where it's very right. stilted. No blinking. Do you notice that? No, I didn't. Both of them, uh, David and and Walter, no blinking ever. Man, no, I, I no, I did that, not he, catch he, that. He plays it completely open eyed the whole time. I have to yeah. go back and see it again. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there are a lot of uh, little details like that you just miss, man. Like, Ridley Scott, like, he throws so much story into this film. And there's a lot of, like, little uh, uh, misdirections. This, this movie's full of misdirection, uh, I, I, more than the others, it feels like to me. Like, the, it kind of leads you to think of one thing, oh, we're going to slip it back, and then it's back and forth, back and forth. Kinda really? Toying. That was the one thing that I kind of had a problem with. Really? That they, 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 they were toying with you a little bit the whole time? I didn't really ever feel toyed with. Oh, really? All right, well. <laughs> I was kind of having a long day that day. No, I know. I, I I fell for it the whole time. I was like, oh wow. Oh, okay. I mean, you'd oh. even mentioned that it goes in directions that you're not expecting, and I kept expecting like I've got to be wrong about what's going to happen, and then it, it happened. Oh, really? You guessed yeah. all that stuff? Yeah, like I would, none of it was a surprise. Oh man, this thing was like just the way it started, like with the colonist and like. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I, I didn't expect the like, solar flare happening. And then they decide that they're going to revert their course and go on this other planet. Which is like, whoa. <laughs> you know, you imagine, you imagine how much, okay, let's just talk about it in money. Okay, so the whole point is that there's this colonist. They're going to take these 2,000 people. They're gonna, it's going to take seven years to get to this planet, and we're going to colonize this planet. We've spent you know, millions of dollars and all this time trying to figure out this is the most perfect planet possible. And then uh, on the way, they stop to give a little, uh, a little fuel. Shit breaks yeah. up. The uh, the captain dies, and then this totally dude who's go who's on a fucking power trip, who's not a real captain, nobody respects him. Is like, okay, I'm gonna make a because you know I'm always right. They should have had me in this position to begin with, and we're gonna go to this close planet over here because there's this weird, you know, we're, we're hearing uh, country road take me home. Yeah, they get shawl and a signal. And it's a great song, John Denver. There's a cool reggae version of that song too. You should look up. Anyways, so and they, they just <laughs> they, they 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 decide to go over there. That no, that's bullshit. No, See, nobody I, wants to get back in the pods. Fuck that, you. That's the reason I don't think he's look. He's going as much of I need to be in charge. I'm always right. I think he's going more on the. This is what everybody wants, so I should make the decision and look like I'm making the decision while I'm giving everybody what they want. Right, because because he didn't because that makes they... him a weaker leader. Like if he was if if he was going to be a strong leader, because you got Daniels is is being betrayed as like she's the strong leader. She's against going and doing what everybody wants. Right, but he's the weak leader, so he's looking what everybody wants. And making the decision to make them happy, because well, he had just had yeah. that big moment about where he he you know he didn't want to have the funeral. Let's get let's get the ship fixed, then have a funeral. So he went against everybody, and then I guess that's his way of, of flipping it back, saying, right. "Well, we should do this." Yeah, but yeah, and Did they're you- all saying, "Ooh, it looks better than where we're going anyway." But nobody brings up the fact that if we're getting a signal with a John Denver song, then there's probably already somebody there. Right. Well, that's why they want to go, because they they figure it already supports human life. Right, but you can't really expect to build a colony if there's already a colony there. Well, there's not. I know, but that's why they need to go check it out. There's not supposed to be. It's happened before with the American Indians. You just, <laughs> you just have to kill them. You just have to get them out of there. Not if they're singing John Denver. And they, and for some reason, is we, are wheat plants really that big? Do you uh, notice how large I, those wheat? I don't know. Those wheat. There's yeah, they so, so, so they land and they're and they're going. They land in this mountainous pass and then they go out and there's this giant wheat field and there's this fucking wheat stalk. 
that's like <laughs> it's like the size of my forearm. What, did they like, say it was like untended or something you know, like that? Th- yeah, this, this is this is like untended, you know, weed. Someone had to put this here, but like this is this is like you know American. This is like a you know uh, this is Kellogg's. Food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel some cornflakes coming on. But uh, <laughs> maybe wheat does get that big. I don't know. I've never. I just, you know, I always thought it was like small, but that was giant, man. It was like cute space wheat. <laughs> I, I did like uh, going back to Billy Crudup's character, the captain. Um, and you guys were talking about like his his motivations for doing certain things. I I, I did like where they brought up that the future having a, a religion or faith is looked is very much looked down upon because they said that's why he wasn't the captain in the first place. That is a it's the theme that is it keeps popping up through throughout the movie. Well, even the, the the lead actress, she's Jewish, and they didn't really say it, but she's wearing a uh, the the Star of David necklace. They 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 kind of she changes clothes, and you see it around her neck. Oh, really? No, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, so it's totally there. It's just, it's just they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't bring it up. But she but she's wearing a Star of David around her neck. And then so then uh, you know because then then in the previous movie you know she's carrying around the cross around her neck the whole time, but in yeah. this one she had the Star of David around her neck. Three times you didn't see that. No man, I didn't. Wow, he's, he's, he's looking, he's at, other looking at the monsters. He's, like, he's, he's waiting, waiting for the monsters. monsters. No, dude, I'm, I'm looking at that flute scene. God, man, scene oh man, great. I was so hard during that scene. <sighs> <laughs> I was like, man, two fast benders. <laughs> the guy's about to go on a fast bent fender bender. Are they gonna kiss? Are they gonna kiss? Yes, man, and a really awkward kiss too. Yeah, I mean, fast bender does steal the movie, but I do like Billy Crudup's character. I, I, I thought. Did like, you his, really? Yeah, I liked his captain a lot, man. Really, I, I like. Yeah, I liked how weak he was. I think like, he's so fucking weak. <laughs> but I don't know. At the same time, you like he's like a weak person, but he tries to be strong. Yeah, but it's, I, it's, I, 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 I get him. I understand him. It's one of those like calculated people. Like he's got everybody in the meeting. Everybody's freaking out, and he's just like reading off the book. Basically, he's like, you know, we, we're we're in this, and this is a class three situation, and he's just like spitting out rhetoric. And everybody's just like, "Fuck well, you, he's like, bro!" You know, he's the he's the person. I don't know that, if I'd like him in real life. <laughs> well, he's the person like that in movie. you know he he's always wanted to be in charge, but he's never just ha- he's never had that. I don't know what the word is, but he's lacking that you know just natural leadership that. So he's trying to replace it with by going strictly by right, showing that he you know he he does. I know the rules, rules goddamn it. it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I thought he was a weak character. <laughs> but oh, really? Yeah. You, you but I think he, he is supposed to be a weak. Yeah, you're. you're character. Well, yeah, no, no. He is. He is. Like, yeah, like weak in terms of, um, like he's a, a coward. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get you on that. Yeah, but I, in terms of like weak developed, I would say, Dan, man, Daniels, that character really didn't do it for me. I just kept seeing Ripley. Like they, I felt like they just. Oh, they're they're they're, they're force feeding Ripley down my throat with her. They they might as well just had her name be Ripley. I just it's like that's Ripley's mom. Ripa. Yeah, she she wins me over by the end of the movie a little bit, but man, in the beginning that she's just she's kind of a weak character and now she did get better throughout the movie. I agree with that. Like she does a, get as as the I movie found its pace and she got she fell or into the role a little bit. To her. That's true too. I'm kidding. You know, but but yeah, she's she's really weak. You're right. At the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh god, the dialogue. They just gave her more interesting things to do at the end. Yeah, she didn't really have anything. And what what sucks is that that actually sets up her whole point of her character when she talks about you know those little metal things called nails and and we're gonna we were gonna build a cabin on a lake and all that kind of stuff. And she sets up the whole like you know her whole backstory where you're you know we we start to get into exposition world. Where we're you know we're gonna we gotta tell you what happened so we know what the, what's about to happen. So so that so that sometimes exposition bothers me because sometimes it, you you gotta have it because that's where you get your story right. Yeah yeah. But yeah, like if, if yeah. for some reason if it just feels forced it just like ugh, it feels so damn cheesy. 
but it's a hard thing to do. I mean, how, how do you make that, you know, make that, make that jump out and not feel cheesy or forced? It's usually the know. actor, <laughs> you know, certain actors can pull it off. Right. I think it's really weird. Uh, Benson mentioned to me while we were watching this, um, it's really weird that the ship only has one landing lander. I thought yeah. that was kind of like that was one of the points in the movie. I was like, "Come on, you got, really? You got this many people? Y'all got two thousand people on a ship, and y'all brought one, one fucking shuttle? And the only other thing was a cargo yeah. mover. I don't, I don't know. Where I get, where, I guess they'd have to land that whole ship down there, though, right? Not if there's a storm. Yeah, not if there's a storm because you know you hey, fucking it's... you fucking orbit that bitch until there's no storms. Well, they could no. Well, the problem there was they, so. they could have landed somewhere else, but they were trying to get to a specific spot that the storm was covering. There was a hurricane, which is weird. There's only a hurricane in the ionosphere. Yeah. Down, down on the ground, there's no, there was nothing. You know, it was a little wind or whatever. And there's some rain, but like you know, if you think of a fucking hurricane, it's it's like crazy. But apparently, it just happens in it's the a space. It's a hurricane. space hurricane. It's a space <laughs> ionic hurricane thing. But well, it, it did start raining throughout the movie. Where it, yeah, the movie it did. It did on. rain. Yeah. You've all sacrificed so much to be here and be a part of this thing we're doing. This crew is made up of couples. It's the first ever large-scale colonization mission. And everyone back on Earth is really grateful for your hard work and your courage. We're making history here. This is wheat. What are the odds of finding human vegetation this far from Earth? Who planted it? You hear that? What? Nothing. No birds. No animals. Nothing. What happened here? They land on the they land on this planet, and the characters go out there investigating the planet, taking samples. Uh, we come across smoking some cigarettes, smoking some cigarettes, yeah, yeah leaving man. cigarette butts. We come across the the spore that releases this new this new creature. Yeah, which is super gnarly. It's like it's like a it's like a white you know like albino. albino like albino xenomorph thing. Yeah, I think they called it the what they call it the neomorph. I think is what they called it in the credits. Um, it's kind of sexy too. It's kind of like, you know, especially when it gets full grown and gets tall, you know, like, Ooh, dude, I like that a lot more than any of the creatures in Prometheus, <laughs> dude. I thought that thing was awesome. 
the whole man, the whole scene in the med bay where the first guy is getting the back, his back. Oh, oh and the, it like the back spikes. Yeah, the spikes bust out and like it cuts the girl's hand and and all that. Oh man, that was so crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the gore. Oh, in this film yeah, and, and he, so he falls back on the table up. and all this blood like pours out of him. You're just like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> the way he falls back and everything. Oh, he just oh, goes limp. Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was awesome. No, it was great. And I, uh, the way the creatures come out and uh, they're fully formed. They don't have a. A chestburster. Yeah, they've got the whole tail and everything, and they're just kind of like little, little white demon things. Yeah, I can't. They do remind me of something from a um, Benicio del Toro movie. Uh, It's probably Pan's Labyrinth, but they remind me of something from one of his. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah, that's what it meant. (laughs) Oh, the creature with the eyes in his hand. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can, it sort of remind it, me of that. When it stood up straight, yeah. uh, when David talked to it, I can, yeah, oh, I totally dude, see that. Dude, in David's reaction, the, I want to go back and get that and freeze frame his face, because they did something to his face. Uh, he's like, uh, whenever it gets shot, he has this, like, look. Oh, he's the, screaming. The, this, this, like, ah! it's like, it's like utter, like, horror and disgusting. It's just like, it looks like they warped his face a little bit. It's the most crazy. I was like, whoa. You know, you just see. It, you remember? You remember when you watch uh, Fellowship of the Ring, oh yeah, with Bilbo Baggins, Bilbo Baggins, you know when, when you know, he sees the ring and his face, ah! it's it's on that level of what the fuck because he's just so. But and it's also this great little moment between him and the alien, like it's just it's Fellowship like, of the Ring. What is this? Is this some indie movie you're talking? Oh yeah, about? yeah, like, sorry, yeah. Here? It was it wasn't indie movie, but you know, New Line kind of backed it for distribution, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Is it is it out like available? Like can people I, you see know, it? I, I think I think you can get it. I think there was a book at first, but you know, um, yeah. What the fuck that is? I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll watch it and, and review it. <laughs> That's what we need to do a full commentary for the extended cut of each oh one of those. Oh my gosh, we'll be here all, like twelve hours. Long. Yeah. No uh, but anyways, the uh, the the tall like standing thing it's really cool. It's like it's like the first time we're actually getting like some communication. Like like it do, can these things like communicate back and forth like on on that level. Uh, like you know, like as a human ish, and if, and for some reason they have mouths, but you don't see them until they open. Why why isn't there like a crack? I don't understand how these things can open their mouths. Uh, Peter uh, Ridley Scott modeled it after I read an interview where he said uh, it was a goblin shark. Really? And it, yeah, it's something like how their mouth is designed, where it doesn't it look looks like seamless. they have anything there, and then they can, they just open it up, and there's like this second jaw that comes out and oh. scoop up stuff from the bottom. It's crazy. It is crazy looking. And and for some reason in that scene, I think they cut back to that woman's head floating in that water at least six times in this movie. <laughs> and Dude. it's always just kind of bobbing just 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 in that way where you know that's a severed head. That's not just someone sticking their head up out of the water. It's 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 balancing just perfectly. Uh, even when they, they cut back from that, that that floating head and Neomorph is just like eating oh, eating the body. body. Yeah. And he oh man, he's dropping like intestines or some crap. Yeah. I like the way it looked when it stands up straight. Oh, it's, it's very, very, like, very yeah. straight, erect, you know, just like, you know, perfect posture, very tall, slender. I'd like to know what David said to it. What does mean? Oh, no, I think he was, just, I think he was blowing on it. Because he says, like, if oh, yeah, you he blows blow on, on a horse's nostril, it'll be yours forever. Yeah, he's, and that's you what have to get close enough. I think, yeah, and he's, that's what he's doing. He's, like, blowing on the alien's nose or something. I thought he was like making sounds that the alien was then making sounds back to. I think he was just talking straight to it, you know, and he just he just got close enough and he was like, you know, he's kind of serenading it a little bit, you know. 
I, yeah, I, I, I do like when it stands up. I like when it's on all fours as well, like when it's uh, in the the Lost World Jurassic Park scene. Oh, where they're like two of them running the at them? Yeah. Oh, oh dude. dude. It's like fighting the raptors. Yeah, dude. right? <laughs> There's that one scene where it's like run, it's like you can see it off in the distance, and Walter's like, oh, Daniels, oh, look, there it is. And it's like just fucking charging after. It's like a lion, dude. Just, yeah. Going after a gazelle, and it's all oh, well, so even well when done. the little one was chasing her through the ship, and she went and got the shotgun and hid behind the cargo net, and like it was oh, like, yeah. oh dude, and it, it, I love how when these things are born, they immediately go, Rah! they have these like you know instant noises, you know, and they're just like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like the the scares are really intense in this one. This movie delivers on everything that you want, it, and it, and like you, you had a great thing after watching. You said you know the act two is Prometheus too. But but uh, you know the opening you know act, yeah. act one and three are really its own standalone like it really it sells itself you know it, it's great it has a slowdown in the middle but that's just because we got to go back into all that exposition shit and then we <laughs> then we get into the you know what we're here for <laughs> yeah well I mean yeah pretty much like right after the wheat fields when David shows up with the flare and that's. That is when we get into Prometheus too. Yeah, I heard you guys like giggling like little schoolgirls over there making a bunch of Jedi robe jokes. Like <laughs> fucking... He's totally pulled the fucking Obi Wan. It, it looks like Obi Wan showing like, up. <laughs> oh, that 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 that's got to be an intentional call out. It had to be. Like, there's no way you'd put a dude in that robe, right? Like even in the Power Rangers movie. Do you guys have you guys seen their first Power Rangers movie? They, they all they all get ago. sucked into this like uh, netherworld or whatever, and they're fighting all these things. And this woman shows up uh, dressed in a cloak and scares them all away. And then you know I'm the person that's going to show you how to be here. That's just that just seems like a trend that we have to do. When shit's going down, someone needs to show up. Who, you only who, can trust somebody in a cloak. Yeah, and you look, and you instantly know they've been there for a while. You know, right. they, they they know how to handle their shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and did you notice that there was a guy? <laughs> there's a guy at the beginning of the movie who looks like Matt Damon. From uh, from the Martian, he he dies in the in the crash or whatever, or like, oh, like or, no, I, I, I one, one of the crew one of the crew members. And they, at the end of the movie, they have this like picture of the whole crew. He's yeah. in the top left corner. When you go back and watch it the fifth time, you'll see it. Uh, but like, uh, it, like he's up there. He looks just like Matt Damon. <laughs> and and do you, do you think it's weird that uh, that's a, a weird casting for? Um, oh, I've already said his name. Um, 127 hours. What's his name? He died at the beginning of the movie in a fire. Uh, James, James Franco. Franco. Kind of that an odd like choice. a lot of money to spend on a... I know, but also he, he, it makes, with that, it makes the whole ship feel like it's more of like a profit type thing, where like he's he's the goofy, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You see him being the, the stoner, goofy, go, we're going to go, guys, we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to, poll- to pollinate, <laughs> we're going to colonate this, this planet, and it's going to be amazing. You know, he's just that like guy. That's where everybody loved him because he was a stoner dude. Him and Danny McBride are off in the back, you know, hitting the space weed. He knows what the metal nails and wood is for. I mean, I've got to get back to nature, man. (laughs) With real wood. Uh, that's, that's that's great you brought up 127 hours maybe that was his character oh yeah no shit it, from the future right? no, did, did you see the, the, the video yeah. she's watching he's hanging from a he's hanging from a thing and I was just like 127 hours it, yeah. it just instantly <laughs> in my head I was like I was like this is I, a Danny Boyle nod there's no way that, that didn't pop into people's head <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> I checked to see if he had both arms right then <laughs> I do like how the guy in the background slips during that, that that's a cool little yeah. you know it's like ah, ah, you know Oh, uh, that's insane. Why would you fucking climb a mountain without a rope? That's crazy. 
Oh, oh, and and then the guy, the, the captain guy, makes a line, makes a reference to that. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm going no lead line or whatever, you know, basically. Oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this without a rope. Okay? I'm not doing this without a rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he's like, you know, yeah, you're, uh, I'm not reckless like your boyfriend, you're like your husband or whatever. <laughs> That's why he's dead and I'm still alive. Yeah, he, no, he's dead because of a fucking malfunction. You fucking asshole. Like obviously, <laughs> and you couldn't unlock a lock fast enough. <laughs> oh, that that was that was another great thing too. Where he's like, we need to find out what's going on with these flares. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Michael Fassbender is like uh, it's just a random localized event no that's not good enough he starts reading from the manual or something yeah, 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 like, oh come on dude and, and why couldn't Michael Fassbender go over there and open that pod you know you, you would think that these replicants or these androids or whatever that it could be like super powerful oh well they know they show him being super powerful yeah. in this like for sure like when because there's like uh, Michael Fassbender versus Michael Fassbender fight yeah. and they're just throwing each face other face yourself yeah yeah, it's just weird. I don't know, but they they had to get rid of him because they couldn't afford to keep him on set the whole time. Well, I guess they, I guess my, Walter was going around putting out those fires. Yeah, he was too busy. It's just one guy, <laughs> only the captain that everybody loves. <laughs> he did the calculation of okay, I lose him, but do we, if we keep the fire, we might lose a couple others. That's so. right. Needs of the win- many man. If he dies, then he's in charge and he's a pushover, and I'll get to do what I want. So. He's calculating on how to take over the ship. He's very, very military isk. You know, if you th- you see David, he's very like uh, feels like classical music and very you know free thinking and all that. And they they made this character uh, Wilson Williams what? Walter Walter Walter. I do have a w. Walter. Anyways, uh, he's very military minded, very you know uh, strategic. Everything. Uh, well, it's because David was made as con- as like a son, companion, servant, right? Slash, and Walter's made Sex to. Boy. To, to, to do to do the job, yeah, yeah, to get jobs done, right. He has duties, and I think it's really weird that, that that their hair grows and that they eat and that you know all that. I think that's interesting as a uh, as an android. I could have done without David's long hair. David's long hair, and, yeah, and I think his hair it. would grow longer in ten years than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just down to his shoulders. Dude, maybe he's been trimming it. He's, he's like, just been trimming. Dude, I, I want to look Seattle grunge, right? That's yeah. that's what I'm rocking right now. <laughs> Yeah, you. They could have done without because I mean he cuts it like the next scene. Well, yeah, it, yeah that, that's the thing. It's like that's what makes it feel calculated because he sees, he's, oh, okay, that's when he got his plan. He's like, oh, okay, this is what's about to happen. I've got to look like this dude because this. Hello, brother. You know, I've got to, I've got to jump into the, that role because I think that's that's when he was formulating his plan is during that scene. I, I, I need bodies. I like his, <laughs> I like his seduction scene though with Walter where he's trying to like test the waters and. See if he can bring him over to his side and get him to see his point of view on things. Right. He definitely gives him an out, but he doesn't take it. <laughs> he's all about, you know, he's slightly setting you up to say, well, you know, just like the last time, he's like, if you could have anything, you could do whatever you want, you know. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's all about like setting you up for a question and then, oh, I'm about to kill your ass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked when he, when he killed him that the, the Walter android, how it folded up and his eyes rolled back. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. That's such a bizarre way. We haven't seen that. And he turned him off basically because he like ran that thing right through his like spinal cord at the base of his yeah. skull. And he's like, just, you know, it was like, oh man. Yeah. I don't know. There's something visually different. And, and you know, it had to smell really what, bad in that room because there's like all these open dead bodies laying around. And All right. What, what did you guys think of that? Uh, we finally get the answer where the alien came from. Right. David created him. What did, what did you guys think of that? Did he actually create them? or Because he talked about how, I remember our big question on the, on the previous one was, how did you, how, how are we getting different reactions from the same goo? And he said, 
that there are different species coming out of this, and, and, and he was categorizing all of them. So I think what he was doing is going through different processes with them and then finding the ones that he liked. Because you saw there was a face hugger, uh, like, drawing on the wall. Well, he, he says he makes them. Cre- he makes these his perfect organism out of the hybrids that this black goo made. So he's kind of cross-pollinating and, you know. Yeah, and you see a really weird shot where, like, you see Elizabeth Shaw's body. Yeah, oh, just flayed open. He's, like, been dissecting her. Yeah, but it's, like, it's also, it has this weird alien, like, organic matter, and her face is blue, and yeah. it almost looks like the, the egg skin, like the sack of the uh, alien egg. It's really bizarre, and uh, there's even, he's, he even has drawings where he's ripped up um, uh, Elizabeth, and he's inserted, like, tubes down her throat. It's really bizarre, like uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, it's very Frankensteinish. Yeah, mad scientist laboratory. So, like, I guess she helped him get his head back on his body, and then he's like, "All right, now I'm going to kill you." Yeah, they did a the that crossing that short film. They show her uh, put his head back. I need, on. I need to watch that. But they still don't answer in that short film or in this movie what really happened to Elizabeth Shaw. David says that she died during the crash, but then he takes it back later. Yeah, I don't know when he killed her. I, did she cause the crash? I mean, you see him like he he comes to the planet and he drops the black goo on everybody and everybody close to it just dies and they turn into like Pompeii. Yeah, it was totally Pompeii, you know. Yeah. You know, and then I guess everybody outside of that direct blast radius just gets incubated with an organism. And then the and then it ends up killing everything that's that's alive. Anything that's meat. Basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does that's what he says in the movie. They're yeah. doing the meat. Any anything that's anything so that's creepy. meat it gets killed. This is a sequel to Prometheus and keeping that film in connection to this one and still wanting to make an alien movie, I thought it worked. We ever wonder yeah. if he if he gets all the other little creatures and has them like fight each other because you know he's he's stuck there for ten years by himself like creating all these little creatures and he probably like you know entertainment inter- entertainment you know he probably <laughs> makes makes bets with himself is like you know, he's like this one's gonna fight this one and this is gonna happen or, or he might <laughs> that's why they were all scattered out throughout the table it's like these are the ones that actually won <laughs> I have them stuffed I, I would, over I, here on the table I would like to see that like uh, the, that breeding montage you know that, that, that hit the cutting room floor <laughs> like where you see the flashback where he's watching them all breed instead of doing them all in test tubes and stuff he has this one fuck this one and this one fuck this one <laughs> <laughs> kind of set to like a sexy score. Jerry, they brought Jerry Goldsmith back in just to do that sexy score. Oh man, I did like the Jerry Goldsmith call out in this one. They brought the uh, the Jerry Goldsmith theme from Alien back. Yeah, what scene was that? I missed it. Uh, they did it in the the opening credits, and um, they did it. I think when they when they discovered the planet for the first time, they did uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a good score. And they also have like some nice little. Um, have you guys? I know you've seen Under the Skin, Jeremy, but uh, have you seen Under the Skin with Mm-mm. Scarlett Johansson? I haven't. Man, it's got. Is that the, the one that they did? They did a lot of improv with like people that they didn't really know that were being yeah. shot. Yeah, it's a great little horror science fiction film, man. And they, the score has got this weird. I don't even know what it is. It's it sounds like music that's almost played backwards, like an instrument that's like played backwards. Backmasking. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it, they cut it out at the same time and. Huh. They do that in this film too. I don't know if you guys noticed that little that little
like a really weird noise, but it like cuts out and it, hmm. it sounds it's played backwards. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Yeah, it, it sounds like the score from Under the Skin, but that's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna steal, steal from the best. <laughs> you know, that is a good movie. God, that is such a great film. If you haven't seen that, recommend it. What do you guys think about David creating the alien? Is that is that satisfying for you guys in this franchise? I, I like it a little more than just thinking that the uh, that the aliens are a race on a planet somewhere. Like, because in the last movie, uh, Prometheus, we were like, okay, so these these things create us more or less, and then we mate with a creature that mates with them that creates this little thing. So we kind of see that, you know, these, these weird hybridized creatures that use our DNA or or they suck up DNA of other things. It's kind of, so that just yet again, showing the, the life cycle. So that's kind of cool. It was just kind of setting up that, that, that these things go, but how did the specific one, you know, the, that, that xenomorph, you know, that we all know and love, where does that come from? You know, I like, I like knowing that and and that gives validity to it. And it of course ties it directly to the Whaling Corporation. When you tie it just with Prometheus, I'm fine with it. It's cool, whatever. Yeah. But when you come back around to the original alien, yeah, I like the idea that they just found this creature that they don't know anything about that just so happens to be a deadly killing machine. Right. Coming full circle, like, okay, if the Whalen Corporation had never gone into space, then this thing would not exist in Alien. Right. Two full circle. It's definitely full circle. It's putting a lot of weight on yeah, that. Yeah, that's very true. So if, you, if now, if you go back and watch Alien, it, it puts that in a completely different perspective. How is that 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 alien so damn strong when it's so small? And like the, the little bitty small, thin arms and all that. You know what I mean? I felt that to be kind of weird when you see oh, it. Oh, you're talking about the white, white neomorph? No, no, I'm talking about the, the xenomorph at the end. The, the, two, the two that we get a hold of, that they're just like, feel very like, dainty but they're very 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 strong and fast do you not do you not think that they that they seem a little too strong for their size and no man i i, I think they feel like the, the the same creature that's they seem faster and more aggressive that's what i mean they, they're just very like agile and like just extremely strong and like very vicious i you know i, I don't know well, it's I, because it's cg now it's not a guy <laughs> in a suit so they, yeah, they, they, I mean, that's what i'm saying that it just i guess because they can do what they what he originally wanted it to do it's a little more nimble this time because David's bred these, and he, because of how the movie ends, you think he's going to keep refining his creation. For whatever reason, this is not known as the Xenomorph in this movie. It's called the Protomorph. Okay, so this still isn't the final. No, it's not the final because there is that scene. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. There, the, the, the chest burst scene where it doesn't have the final when it pops out of Billy Crudup. So what's the, yeah, tell me? Because I'm, I'm not I'm not remembering the original Alien that well. Uh, what what is the difference? And look wise between this one and that one. Uh, oh, there's something behind me. Yeah, uh, there, it looks like a little snake worm uh, when it first pops out. With like it's got little arms and a little mouth and teeth, and that's it. Okay, and th- then it has to go through full. Uh, th- this one came out pretty much fully formed. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Billy. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Michael Fassbender's character takes Billy Crudup in there. To, he gets face hugged, and instead of the little worm creature popping out, it is a it's like a what i don't know a six inch tall nine inch tall alien that pops out with little arms and it does a little dance with david it's like <laughs> it throws his little arms out in the jesus pose it's like <sighs> is that the worst scene in the movie i think it is i think it's the worst scene in the movie. it's the worst scene in the movie yeah. it's pretty bad because it looks cute man it's not scary at all it's, it's like, like daddy <laughs> exactly right because it, it's like it takes its arms out and it 
the all the arms are unfolding and they're shaking. Yeah. And you're like, look, he's using his muscles for the first time, oh, little so parasitic David, bastard. David <laughs> holds his arms up and it hold, it mimics. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, I can do the cr- crucifix position too. Yeah. Let's all do it. Let's all do big arms. <laughs> <laughs> you just want David to go. You are all my children now. You guys know who Eddie Izzard is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he did yeah, that. Uh, yeah. He did that uh, show. Jurassic Kill. He talks about the the uh, Leonardo da Vinci painting, The Last Supper. And he's like, he's standing there, and he's like, he's like, okay. He's like, Jesus like puts his arms out big, and he's like, he's like, cool. He's like, he's like, oh, I like that. And he starts painting his, and uh, Judas is like, well, no, well, I'm gonna do the big arms thing. So he's like, no, 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 we all can't do big arms. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of the painting. I'm gonna do big arms. You know, so that that's what he's doing. He's doing big arms, arms all the way out wide. Yeah, that is that is a pretty bad scene because it's it's such a moment where it's like this well, is supposed to be the first chest burst ever that we're ever seeing, right? Well, so. I think what they're trying to show is just like how you saw in the uh, what did you call the white ones, uh, the neomorphs. Where are you getting these names from? Uh, it, it's in the credits. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Ne- neomorphs in the credits, but you can actually get real nerdy when they uh, protomorphs actually from the toys. Where so I got in the credits it, it, is is it? There's a person playing that. Or yeah, how, yeah, how yeah. is they, it? In the yeah, they have people. Yeah, they have people play the aliens on set. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, completely CGI the, creatures, though. The the, the, uh, the conversation he's having, or the the moment he's having with the the neomorph, and then I think he's just there. That's just another scene that's showing his connection to these creatures. That they instantly pop out and they're like, "Daddy!" That they they know that you're my creator somehow, and that they they are not aggressive toward him at all. And they they won't mess with him, or it's also because he's not meat. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I think it's a little bit of both, m- leaning more towards the not meat. No, I, I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think I think you're right. You're right with that. But, you know, I think that helps him able to establish that connection in the first place because they don't see him as a food source or an incubation source or whatever. And can the it's weird? Can the little ones inc- like uh, impregnate things, or do you have to get to a certain point? It's really weird that that's their that's their whole goal is to. Is to evolve beyond. Okay, so let's say let's say a xenomorph gets a hold of you. I don't remember what happens. They just kill you, right? They're not. Yeah, they just kill you. They're they're they're, that's, they're they're in their final form. They're not trying to. Oh, because everything up to then, up to that point, is pretty much. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to use you as a vessel to create. You know, my my ultimate form. Well, now in Aliens, the second one, they they do use they take the dead bodies and use them as eggs as sacks. eggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People would, yeah. They actually capture you alive. Like Hudson gets pulled down. Bill Paxton's character. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, right. That sucks, man. man. Fucking what a fucking terrific wait, wait, wait to die like on a fucking routine heart surgery thing. That sucks, man. That does suck, dude. He's so fucking young, man. Yeah, man. Good actor. Um, yeah, so many good movies, man. Fucking, fucking Terminator was his fucking first role, right? Fucking weird science, man. True lies. <laughs> True lies. <laughs> I've got a little dick. <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Not even navel lit. <laughs> uh, that, I just watched that the other day, yeah, man. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's streamed on Amazon in HD. The only way you can watch it in HD. Um, How did... Um, oh, I lost his name again. The uh, Not David. Walter. Walter. David. Walter. David. Walter. Walter. David. How did Walter lose his... He used the a- producer's name for that. Did you catch that? Really? Yeah, David Walter Geiler. And, yeah, Walter Hill. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did he lose his arm? His hand? He, like, jammed it into a... Yeah, the necromorph. That one that's, like, going after Daniels. Right. Jumps up, and, like, it's getting ready to bite her. Just, like, jams it into the head. Hand. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was freaking sweet. And that's how you know it's not him on the... That's how I knew it wasn't him. 
at the end when they try to do the switcheroo. They try to trick you out, and because David and uh, Walter get into that fight, and you're like, "Oh, which one survived?" And they play it off like it's Walter, but man, the hand is clean cut off yeah. on yeah, yeah. David, and it doesn't have those acid burns. That's that's when I knew it for sure. When, did you guys pick up on that earlier? You guys I saw it at the I, end. I, I picked up on it pretty early. Yet again, I, I was totally. Uh... I was totally washed over by the film, and I, I kind of didn't really catch it. And I, uh, yeah, I, I was the same way. I, I didn't catch I it. Sucked in. I did not catch it until he uh, didn't ca- uh, when, when they did the reveal. I already knew before then, but like the um, he's watching the monitor of like how things are going on. He had an emotional response in his eyes, yeah. and I was like, "That's not him." Like yeah. you know, because because the other the other uh, character, he he just completely just you know stone faced does everything. I don't remember what what clued me in, but I knew from the time when she was. On the ship, like running around trying with to the cargo ship thing, yeah, fight the, the alien. That. I knew that was David in there at that time, right? Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty sure at that point. Whenever they showed the the hand part, I was like, ah, oh, like, that's not right. There was something he did when they were getting into the ship. I was like, that's not that's David. <laughs> well, he's a he's a total dick to the one guy that oh, gets yeah. the acid burn on his face. <laughs> yeah, it was before that though, because like. He's a dick to that guy, but there's something he says in the way, and it's also the way they cut that scene where you see David reaching for the knife. Yeah. And the other guy, like, right before he comes down and does something, they cut, so yeah. you don't actually see him kill David. Right. And there was something he did getting into the cargo thing that I was like, okay, yeah, that's David. Oh, okay. There's a scene, uh, that scene where they're putting the healing tape on the dude's face because after acid burn. If you watch it really closely, um, you can see the uh, the composite wiggle. Oh, really? Slightly. Oh man, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so the, so the dude's oh, like, that's uh, a so shame. they 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 pull they pull the they pull it off, and you see how gross it is, and his face moves, and it moves independently, just just for a, f- a few frames. Oh, really? Because it's, oh. it's 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 so close up, you know, and it's I'm just like, Bleh, you know, and then they immediately cover it up again, but the comp- but the composite wiggles you know, just a little bit. I think bit. my brain met, told me that was a bubble. I'm telling you, it wiggles. Like it, I know it, what it, you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking that looked it, it that looked, looked off. Yeah, yeah. But like the composite sits for a second and then it kind of moves. It just it's just it's you know it's, it's a bad track. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as as an editor, you you understand like that. And like, uh, I remember oh, no, I missed that. Not, yeah. not going that far with it, but I remember my brain saying something's wrong with yeah. that. And I mean, then just I, I don't think anybody would ever notice that. It with, and, it must be bubbling or something, right? Because if you've never if you've never seen a track that it's off a little bit. I don't think you would catch it because it, it just it just didn't seat for a couple of frames. It just kind of wiggled just a little bit. That part's so fast, man. And I, I'm telling so you, much that, going that, that, on, and I, I guarantee it. you, they were like, "Fuck it, move on." You know, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like that that whole end sequence. Play with it, the, see if Ridley catches it. Yeah, they're not gonna catch it. Yeah, <laughs> obviously he didn't. Catch no, no, no. Or they just let it go. You know. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Fuck it, we don't have Fuck time. It, we don't have time to fix they, that." Yeah, they did move up their schedule. Like this was supposed to come out like uh, later in the summer. And so they they, they what they bump it up for. Uh, I don't know. I think there's just a, a hole in the in the May schedule. Is it doing well in the box office? Because our theater wasn't very full. It was number one. Uh, yeah, it did, it did do number one. I think it was like uh, 36, 36, 38. Million? That's not bad. Thirty six. Yeah. What's the production budget on this one? Uh, no, it was uh, ninety six million. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. They got. I think Ridley Scott said the it cost a uh, hundred and eleven to shoot, but the, you know they had tax incentives and rebates and stuff. So that's amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. So with marketing, you're probably looking at. 150. 150. Yeah, something like that. They'll make their money back, especially on DVD sales and all that. And trust me, man, this movie fucking delivers. It really does. I mean, all the little small bashing things and all, and the slowness in the middle and everything. 
just just hold on because I mean there there are some seat gripping scenes that you're just like whoa you know oh man dude I I'm, I'm not gonna lie I, I was pretty on board with the movie all all the way up until they they get back on the covenant I mean like that 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 fucking well, I don't forget what the tow craft is called when it comes down but that that sequence when the aliens like the, the, crawl car, around the cargo it? the cargo ship or whatever cargo mover yeah and it's got the claw that comes oh, out yeah. and it grabs it oh and, that is so gnarly when it grabs dude. it and like I was like traps it I was like yes oh, dude, I lo- <laughs> well you know what's awesome it's the claw comes out and it it the way she moves it out and the the shot that's in the trailer with the alien like screaming with the the fucking I don't know the drool coming out of its mouth yeah yeah it sees that thing as a uh, an enemy and actually goes and attacks it. Yeah, attacks it. it. Dude, I loved that. I thought that was great. I was yeah. like, oh man, don't give, don't put some stupid bullshit reason for how you're gonna get the alien trapped in there. No, no yeah, fucking, that was great. That was great. Yeah, it, yeah. it saw it as a threat. Yeah, so, yeah. it's just like go, it's gonna go attack it. Yeah, yeah loved only, it. Only thing that bothered me about that scene is that Daniels would be like dead. The way she was getting oh, well, yeah. smacked against the, yeah. the build, the, Dude, the, the, the her mountains would have been liquefied. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we know CG people can live <laughs> through some shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but it didn't like go outside. It didn't go outside of the realm of summer blockbuster, no. where like it it pushed it. it, it it's well within the. <laughs> sure, we can survive that as humans. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can. Be dangled down from that rope and thrown all over. It does make you miss like real stunt people going. No, that let's come up with something else. But you notice they also had two of those uh, giant rover things that they that they released. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's there's only one one lander, but there were two rover things to drive around on the surface. Well, you need two of those. Yeah, you need wheels. Yeah, you got to have wheels. You you got to drive. Yeah, you just can't land. You just can't land. I don't know, man. I think that, I think they were planning to land the whole the whole covenant no, ship. Down. That just doesn't make sense, man. Because like, what if you you get to the place where you're gonna make your colony, and you go to get your shuttle, and you're like, shit, shuttle A doesn't work. It's broken. We're we're, we're in uh, um, Titanic uh, well, no, territory here. Not not just, enough lifeboats. They just need all their stuff to get there, though, right? Well, you're gonna have to send a shuttle down to check the planet first. Well, they're, they're especially if this right? one is not as good as the other one. Uh, he makes a good point. They did this other planet. They they've spent years and money and time, but they haven't been there yet. They, right? They, they said in the earlier in the movie, um, as for as far as we know, this shows to be better than whatever the name of the planet they're going to. Yeah, like it's like Orgai Six or something. Orgai like Six. That. This Omicron looks. This shows better than Orgai Six. <laughs> so they haven't actually been there. Because she even asked, "Do you think there'll be lakes there?" Well, no, she says there's lakes there and there's, there's going to be trees because they scouted enough because she even says, like, there's going to be enough trees. But I don't I think they've make a I think they made it pretty clear <laughs> they haven't been there. No, they haven't been there. So but you're still going to need to send a shuttle down to check everything out where you're going to land before you fly the big ass ship down and kill everybody. And to have one shuttle seems to be very poor planning. OK, look, I will say this, guys. We never brought up on Alien the fact that the lifeboat could take one pe- one person when the ship had seven crew members on it, right? I'm just saying it's like this is yeah, a problem that's in, it always existed in the. It's franchise. inherent to the Whaling Corporation. Yeah, they exactly. don't give a shit about their crew. <laughs> well, the Whaling Corporation in the first they one, build you're everything not, like the Titanic. It's like fuck it, fuck it. You're obviously not supposed to survive landing in the yeah, first one. <laughs> that is one thing. I, I, I am really getting tired. I've seen a lot of hate for this film. It's just, and I've constantly seen. I seen uh, the TV guy Brian Fuller. Mm-hmm. He came out and said something like, "Man, I'm just, I love Alien. It's so great, 
But Prometheus and Alien Covenant, it's just smart characters doing stupid things. Okay, Prometheus, I see your point. But Alien Covenant and Alien, look, they both did equally stupid shit. Yeah. Like, an Alien, if you want to get that movie over real quick, get in a space suit, strap yourself in, decompress the whole ship, movie over. Yep. I mean... Come on, what, what are we talking about here? And then I, well, I was listening to Film Spotting, and they were saying like, "Oh yeah, this is a slasher movie in space." They went too slasher with it. What the fuck is the first Alien movie? But you, you're always it goes back to the conversation we were having before we actually turned the mics on. You're always going to forgive the first one you saw. Yeah, that's the first time you're you're exposed. Everything after that, you're going to be a little bit more critical of. But it's hypocritical to make those arguments when it's the same filmmaker in the same franchise. You know what I mean? It's like, how can we forgive all these blaring mistakes? First because time? they had never been made before. You can make them the <laughs> first time. And you just blew my mind with that, like decompress the ship thing, because that's brilliant. Oh no, that's actually what they were gonna do. That, that's a scene that got cut out of Alien. No way, because that's actually a brilliant. Like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, boom, and then what? Uh, like, kill it basically like that, and then all right, let's put the air back in, and that's we're good. what they were gonna do in life. That's that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, right. No, why don't why don't you do that? Uh, I don't know. Well, it's let's, too easy. Let's we, we, Dallas in the fucking. <laughs> we we got to make this movie two hours. Come on. <laughs> I guess in my brain, I've always just included that into the movie, like. They tried it and it didn't work because I've seen the deleted scene. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, uh, but I mean, these, great idea. The spaceship can't land. You know, it's from the things. most definitive alien script ever written, though. So I mean, obviously, it was in there. It's true. They should have brought that guy back to write this script. He's dead. Well, they should have brought him back to life. Is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Frank, look, Frankenstein. Frank Frankenstein, bringing it back around, man, full circle, just like Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Probably found his old notes or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like uh, that uh, Jurassic Park scene we're talking about in the wheat field. I think yeah. when we were when we were doing Alien Three, that's that was Let a scene go. that they cut out of Alien Three with an alien in a wheat field, and I'm pretty sure they said on the behind the scenes of that that they used it in Jurassic Park. Steven Spielberg liked that idea, wanted to use it with the Raptors. Yeah, here it's back in the Alien franchise now, and now we're like, oh yeah, that scene from the Lost World. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, it's, it, they're ideas. Where do they come from? And I, don't, I do get tired of the the hypocritical criticism sometimes. That's so. just the internet, man. No, these are film critics. That's what that's what scares me a little bit. You know, when it's not the internet and it's people that are supposed to be informed of this art form. And See, we're technically critics on this podcast, but we're not being paid to do it, so we're not having being forced to do it. So we, you know, <laughs> I think if you're forced to do, to do something all the time, you're going to be very shitty and critical of things. That's true. We don't cover movies. We don't. We don't like. We really hate. Right. So. Well, the next one. This this next uh, Alien Four thing should be interesting. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. <laughs> deserves the hate. To defend the critic, I oh, can. I like that I, cartoon. I can see the. I can see the argument of. I I forgive this flaw once, but if you keep making it over and over and over, you're smart enough to correct it. Right. Unless you had no, a specific I see, I see idea, point, but unless you, I mean, unless you he know, already had it like mapped out the things that he was trying to do with it, anyways. So like if you know if you've got a ship that can't land an alien, you can't just keep having ships that can't land. Like I can see them wanting the writers and the director to do something different. They did have trouble landing the ship. You see, they got a little jolt in this movie. Yep, as we know, the whaling ships. They don't you, land. You guys you were right. You don't land. Yeah. You got their mothers like go to <laughs> mothers like don't even go near the surface. Just stay in orbit. <laughs> in the next movie, who knows what's going to happen? 
man. I think I think if they when they, if they make another one, they should just straight up have somebody go. Waylon always chips out on the landing gear. It's just a side joke, just to make fun of how all the ships crash. <laughs> they crash way too easy. Now I want to know now, like, how do we get to the space jockey with the xenomorph eggs for Italy and them to find? Yeah, because if that's if that oh, ship knows? landed there, and, all right, and you're the, you're the encyclopedia. How far in the future is Alien from Alien Covenant? That I'm not 100 percent sure about. I think around 20 years is what I want to say, but because the, the dates are there. That. Yeah, I can't remember. This is the dates. 21 2103 or 2183. 20, it, it's, it's, I think it's 2180 or 2170 something. I don't know. When does Alien take place? I can't remember, man. It's you have 20, the internet right there. Oh. Ask the Oracle. Oh my gosh! Oh, lovely Google, can you tell me the answer? Here we go. All right, so Happenings from Aliens takes place in uh, 2122. Happenings from Alien Covenant take place in 2104. So I was one year off. Yes, you were. Yeah, there Look at you that go. Memory. <laughs> and the Prometheus expedition was in 2093. Really? Yeah. That's where I'm getting the three at. So we're about 20 years away from Alien. Yeah, not quite. We go back to CRTs and, you know, right. steamy long hallways. Which they did answer from in the production design of this movie. Did you see some of, like, the mother screens from the first Alien? Like the uh, the black X, or not the black X, the red X that was flashing. Like when Mother's getting ready to self-destruct on the Nostromo. It's in this film when they're, like, uh, oh, exiting some doors. Yeah, there's a bunch of screens that are repeated. They do do some holographic stuff, so it's like Prometheus-Alien combo right. in the ship, but... Maybe the, just in the well, next 20 years, like, the hardware is getting more solid, so you're going to CRTs and instead of all this hologram shit. Or may, maybe the Whaling yeah, Corporation loses a lot of money, and they basically having to skimp by just to make it happen at the time. You know, ultimate well, ultimate money at the time. Their owner all and these his daughter is dead. Yeah, I mean, like, basically, we're, we're <laughs> the, uh, the board of directors is running into the ground a little bit. Guys, what did you think of this end here? This last act, they get aboard the Covenant. Predictable. Did you think it was predictable? I think it fell in line with with everything else. Kind of like, okay, we've had our big we've had our big pop. Now it's time for that last one. Did you guys get the the alien coming on board? On the, oh, totally. Oh, you got that? Hundred percent. Man, see, I missed that the first viewing. I was like, where the fuck is this alien coming from? Yeah, it came, like, it came out of the guy with the with the with the thing on his face or whatever. Yeah, we get. We, yeah, yeah. The it, guy it, gets his a- the acid. Yeah, 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 on his face. Yeah. Yeah, I see. It makes I, sense. I missed it every time, but when they throw that that face sucker away, you can see it had the uh, the yeah. tube in the middle sticking out. Where I and, guess uh, it, and I love how the, him real quick. how the alien had to cop a feel. You know, like the the two people are having sex. You know, in the in the shower. Now that is an awesome shot. And the alien like sticks She's his little hot. tail up into there. And is yeah. like, ooh, let me touch that ass real quick. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like through the whole movie, I'm like, man, I wish this was some other movie so you could get a nude scene of her, and then bam, bam, there are them titties. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like, you know what? You would think that in a spaceship, like a your shower show. wouldn't be that badass. That's a badass shower in a spaceship. Yes, it is. Yeah, man. That yeah, bad. that was a badass shower. It's like, damn, I want a shower like that in my house. Yeah, I, dude, I love that when that, that tongue went through that dude's face. Oh, dude, I, right oh, out of his mouth. Yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, man, that was that was great. Uh, that was the shot from the trailer that I got really excited about, too. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was glad that was a good scene. Nice, Blood wet, spread. hot alien. Okay, so that brings us to the point, like, favorite death scene? Shower. Shower scene, really? That That's the one that did it? 
Uh, Backburster. Oh man, Backburster. Backburster, or maybe the guy in the field, man. Like, it, but it's so quick. Yeah. When he vomits that second neomorph up, bro. Oh my god, that that hit me, dude. Because you can tell that that was a prosthetic. I mean, there was some CGI enhancement, but oh man, it, he just vomited that thing up with all that blood and hit everybody. Oh, yeah. so gross. What was yours? Uh, Williams, right? Williams. I did it again, didn't I? What's his name? Williams. Who? Walter. Walter. Damn it! It was a W. Walter. Walter's uh, like uh, that. Yeah, I know he didn't die, but like that look on his face, that total like surprise after after a long little kind of sex moment. Sexy little hot steamy. Yeah, but that's not a death scene. That's not a, a death scene. Stall scene. That's true. What? What do you mean it's a stall scene? Well, he's not dead. He comes back in the next scene. Oh, okay. There are improvements you. since you were made. We have more than one off button yeah, now. Yeah, that, that's more like the temporary malfunction scene. <laughs> <laughs> he's been put on pause. <laughs> but just because it's the worst scene in the movie, I'm also going to say the chestburster scene because it's cute. You know, if they maybe maybe if they use different music, I will say I did not like the music in that. But that was the only time I didn't like the music. I I gotta say, man, that it, I, it, it got I'm with I'm with Jared. I love that scene because it just makes me want a complete little musical of them all going, Master David. <laughs> it is, I mean, that is the that is the worst scene in the in the. Okay. Although, if you cut that scene out, like if you cut just that shot out, I think the movie's a little stronger. But. Yeah. Yeah, if you cut that out, I would say... Because oh. you're not going to have that in your memory of that little bitty cute alien raising his arms up his and David raising up. his arms up, and you're just like, they're going to dance, or are they going to hug? Which uh, yeah, he probably did run over and pick Why it up, and he's happening? like, my child. Second second worst thing, though, I did not like the alien POV, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I keep... Not, uh, not I forgot, uh, Yeah, the alien predator vision. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that very didn't bother odd. me at all. That didn't bother you? No. I, I, I strongly dislike that, man. Mostly because I could tell there's that shot in the trailer where you see the alien bouncing off the walls. Right. They replaced that shot with that POV shot. That's the alien going through the Covenant ship corridor. It's the where same they're, corridor. Where they're leading it down to the cargo bay. Yeah, where they're, yeah, exactly. And so instead of seeing the alien, I would much rather see the alien bounce off the walls than see the POV. I, the see, POV is just boring. I, see, I guess my problem, uh, during that scene, I'm wondering, why is David telling them exa- where to go get exa- this thing I was thing just at? about to ask, why is David uh, cooperating oh, I, if he wants them, to, if he wants the uh, You guys the didn't get that. I thought, it was, I thought that was clear. I thought that was because he was, he was testing it to see if he could make more improvements. So, it's but not, he, it's he needs not, new, he needs a different life form to make more improvements. I think I he knew he had he's, thousands of them behind he, him. Yeah, but those are still <laughs> humans. Yeah. So he's just going to get more but he's xenomorphs. Got those, okay, so at the end of the movie, at the very end, you find out that, for whatever reason, David has facehugger embryos frozen in his body. Well, so, like, he he, uh, he basically knew that he was going to be leaving that place. That was his whole plan. He's going to impersonate this other guy, and uh, he, he went ahead and swallowed a couple of them so he knew he could bring him with him. Yeah, so he can experiment with these people on the ship. And it's obvious that he's going to go back to an uh, engineer planet at some point because... Yes. Alien ends with, you know, that derelict engineer ship. I would say, like, the third movie. Is, I think he's gone a little nuts. Well, yeah, that, well, he's gone a little, more nuts. Than a little he's nuts. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> he is. He wants to destroy, like, all of humanity and everything that's. I guess he wants to destroy the engineers as well. Yeah. Because he takes out an entire planet of them. Which, I don't. See, that's, that's the only thing in his motivation I don't care much for is that. Why does he do that? I don't think that they were engineers. They didn't have the they didn't have the the, the weird blue skin. They were kind of like Klingon-y looking. 
No, they had the they. No, they, they were definitely the hippie engineers. They, yeah, they really. Okay. I yeah, they just didn't have the bo- body suits that they have or the space suits. Okay, I thought they looked kind of weird. Well, they look like the yeah, they look like the they, they look the kinda, first Prometheus alien in the very beginning of Prometheus. Where, where, the where they go down and to the to the river and they drink it and he bursts his body open. Exactly. To, you know, yeah. All that. Yeah, yeah, it looks like that species of okay. engineer. All right, I need to watch it again. I don't know. Made me like it. Made me like uh, Prometheus a little bit more. You know. I mean, no, they, they totally work well together. Um, but you know, I I think that you can watch this one without watching Prometheus. But uh, go ahead and watch both. You know, totally. You think you could watch this without Prometheus? Yes, I think they explain enough of it. Yeah, where you could totally it's standalone. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think you'll get more into the story if, if you watch this one, yeah, especially where we're getting uh, David's full storyline because he, like I said, he completely owns Prometheus. That's his movie, um, which basically, like I said, this this seems to be his 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 series. This is all about his his journey through this and and the things that happen around him. He's the driving force of all these things. Man, I'm okay with that, dude. I love Michael Fassbender. Oh man, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's great in Prometheus. You, you and couldn't you couldn't cast it any better unless you got uh what uh, what is his name um, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah, there you go, <laughs> dude. That would be awesome. Let's get Daniel Day Lewis and uh, Michael Fassbender playing androids. In that would be film. phenomenal. Oh my god, it'd be great. Which one would be creepier? Man, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Either. Did you know that uh, when uh, Daniel Day Lewis was uh, going to be uh, Abraham Lincoln, he he found his his Lincoln, his, his, his the sound like the way he wanted to do the accent and all that kind of stuff. And he pulled out a tape and recorded it really quickly and was like, "Great, I've got it." So he calls Spielberg and he's like, "I've got it. I'm going to send it to you, okay?" And he's like, "Great, I want to hear it." And he goes in and his son had picked up the tape recorder and was like, blah, 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 and recorded over it. And he lost his performance and he he it said he he had to come up with something else because he had forgotten exactly how he did his original like idea for his Lincoln performance. That's hilarious. Really? Yeah. So his 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 son his his little his kid like uh, recorded over. <laughs> and now you can just record it in your iPhone and yeah, send it. Yeah, totally. But I, uh, I see him having a old like you know uh, tape recorder. Like, oh yeah. Like, like 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 he's a coroner. Note. You know <laughs> he pulls it down. He's right. talking. He's recording from the from the fucking eighties. <laughs> Note to self: dead body extremity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And Spielberg, he has to have it mailed to him. You can't email him a file. Oh, and, he's, and Spielberg's like, find me a 1980s uh, answering machine. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> he used those little bitty tapes, a little like two-inch like uh, cassette recorder. <laughs> All right. Just because I know Benson loves it so much, and because we haven't given him yet. Yes. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Alien Covenant, wrap it up. Benson? Oh, you want me to go first, huh? Ooh. Final thoughts for this movie? I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's really entertaining. It's well done. It's a Prometheus sequel. I don't know if I like all the decisions that the the movie presents and and all the answers to questions that we had. But I I, I just can't think of anything else better that any anyone could do with Prometheus with Prometheus being the first film. I mean, this film does everything that you want it to do story wise. There's real strong themes of the the creation theme is very strong for every character throughout the entire film. Everybody is wanting to create their with their their purposes. Every scene is existing for that reason. But I don't know if I like all the I don't know if I like all the story plots in here in a in a grand scheme. I don't know, man. It, it is it's entertaining and you get wrapped up in the story so much. It's definitely worth the watch. So 
I saw it three times. I I'll probably go see it a fourth in the theater. It, Let me know and I'll it, go with you. Yeah, dude, it's, it's I want to see good, it again. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a it's a good film. It's just it hit that summer spot, bro. Yeah. Who's next? I'll go. <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to follow than Prometheus. I think that it delivers on more things. Like when you go into Prometheus thinking, okay, alien movie, and you don't really get what you want. I mean, you get a little bit of it. You get these weird little creatures and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end you get like, uh-oh, shit's going to break down in the next movie. The next movie starts out in a way that you don't expect. You meet all these new people and everything, and it has a nice flow, and they give you a chance to, to get with everybody. Then they start. Then all hell breaks loose, and it actually does become a bit of a roller coaster ride. And I will say that I was, I was on the edge of my seat. But I don't know if that's because I was in the theater watching this one, because I watched Prometheus on DVD at home. Uh, so I didn't, uh, I don't know if it was the, that experience and for some, and, uh, we saw it with the, uh, the new Dolby sound. Oh yeah. That's my first movie with that sound. Yeah. And that was really cool. That was a pretty cool one. Yeah. That was my first, my first experience with that sound system. Yeah. 96 discrete channels. Really? Yeah. It it was, it was super cool and very, very engaging. You know, it's, it's very, very, very nice. Um, I think the movie's gorgeous. Uh, I, I like Michael Fassbender's phenomenal. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I hundred percent go see it and you know what? It's, it's not a cookie cutter movie. If you, if you want a cookie cutter movie, go watch fast and furious nine. If you want to, if you want a movie that'll make you think a little bit. And even if you have to question it, who gives a fuck? You just watch something that you've never seen before. That's actually not a bullshit movie. Like everything else that's out there. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a roller coaster. Um, my only problem, and this is just a, kind of, I guess, a personal thing, is there's so many questions that are brought up in Prometheus that are not answered. And then in Covenant, trying to answer them almost feels like it's getting in the way of the plot. Hmm. So it slows down to this, in the middle, it slows down to this point of, hey, we need to answer all this stuff. And it, it, it for the characters that are there, that I just wanted to move on. Like, they're... They don't need to know what happened. Right. So it almost feels like it's answering it for the audience, but now the characters that we're invested in in this movie are just sort of there for a little while while we have to answer while questions. While we catch up. Yeah, while the audience catches up. And, I can eh. see that. But, I mean, yeah, other than that, it's... it's well, a, that's what happens when putting that in the middle. I just think it goes back to that. You've asked him. You've asked too many questions in Prometheus that you haven't answered, and now you're still trying to answer them and prove to the audience that. Well, I, th- we- I think they just drop them. They just drop all those questions from Prometheus. I don't think they try to even answer those. But they answer the big ones, like you know, yeah, the, I mean, the, they about totally the, go and try to answer the big ones. They they answer they answer the black goo stuff, the black but goo, like and then all the, the thematic questions, like. Where we come from? What's the point of life? Oh, they did drop all that. Uh, like all of Robert, of all of Elizabeth Shaw's character, like everything that she said in the last fifteen minutes of that movie. Yeah, is but you're gone. still you're still bringing over the whole creation theme. David is now taking the place of Elizabeth Shaw, and he's now playing the creator and giving you the thematic creation from the point of view of the creator instead of her looking for answers as the point of view of the created. I agree that they evolve those questions in the story strips, but they they still drop all of Elizabeth Shaw's stuff from Prometheus. That, that all just gets. Yeah, but you're still they're still answering questions from Prometheus, like what is the black goo? Where did they go? What are they gonna do when they get there? Why did they go there? What what is David up to? The only part I felt like that was the flashback, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt it slowed the whole middle down, and because I, I like once David starts like 
I think I think you could have cut it, it's the, it's the flashback and then him talking uh, to the other android, you know, trying to like uh, weigh him out. That's where you get all that exposition shit is during those two. I scenes. think you could have cut a lot of that, a lot of that scenes. out, and just like you you have the you could still have the scene with him and him and himself, the Walter and David scene. And I mean, I just think you could move all that along a little bit better. I did like how it did slow down and got a little awkward with the with the flute thing. Oh, uh, I, yeah. the flute no. scene's great. Yeah, yeah, the no, that, flute, that's, that's that is great. It's so tense, and, and now that theme that they play on the and flute they're, they're is that something th- that's in the score somewhere? Because it sounded familiar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the theme from Prometheus. Okay, that, that's when he's what I playing thought. it, yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Oh yeah, this is for Elizabeth." That's actually Elizabeth Shaw's theme for Prometheus. That's beautiful. Yeah, they're also trying to do something difficult that it, it's hard to do anyway. Is you're you're trying to take the movie and shift it from the crew being your main focus of character. And now David is going to be your main focus of character. So it's, that's hard to do for an audience anyway. Let's um, talk about that composite shot where he's holding the flute while the other guy's holding the flute and it's him. And how the hell did they do that? Yeah. And he keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're moving. The he's, like, he's like, let me put my fingers on top of your fingers and all that. Like how the hell are they doing that? It's some of the best same person on the screen coverage I have ever seen. Yeah. It's impressive. No, that, it, that was, it was phenomenally it's shot. It's so impressive, yeah. And the way it goes uh, into silhouette. I love, I love right how dark. out of silhouette. Yeah, I love how dark everything is, Like, uh, like uh, especially in these scenes. I love how the, the new movies with the lighting. Like I said, I told you guys outside uh, that I just I kept losing myself in some of the lighting because I was just looking at it like, damn, look how pretty this is. And look how they're using shadow as, as on the front side. Like, like, the, like everything's like backlit mostly. Yeah. And I just I just love the fuck out of that. It's it just feels natural and, and like it's just how things are. It's, it's gorgeous, dude. I I loved David's like uh his lab where he had all his like de- deceased corpses of yeah, yeah, shit yeah. and everything all yeah. over the place and his drawings and man it was lit so well, dude. It was just like a a basement dungeon. There was this Very weird gothic like, horror. Yeah, yeah there was right? this weird like rock chandelier so nice. that's glowing, which I'm I'm sitting there thinking, how the hell is he lighting that right? chandelier? Like, you know, it's just like, what the fuck is this weird rock? I kept wondering what the fuck those things were because like when a character would walk near one, they would illuminate. Yeah, I just assumed that was the engineer technology that is space still lamps. Airing. Yeah, very very cool. All right, guys. Uh, I Four guess Elkins it- out of five. <laughs> I moved it up a little bit this time to make it a little more easy. Wow, dude. Wait, I thought we were... Three, two out of three is a little weird. It's like, you know, we should do at least five. So, Wow, we just added two, two Elkins just came out of nowhere. Growing pains. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, crew spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end of that crew, guys, at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Benson, where can our listeners follow you, sir? J. Edward Benson on Twitter. There you go. Mr. Jared Callen, thank you so much for coming on, sir, from Mr. from Inherent Media. Uh, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen and on Instagram at CheckTheGate. Follow me on the other podcast at the Shut Up and Listen Podcast Network with Don't Be Afraid of the Dark and other podcasts as well. All right, guys. So like always, we're going to close out a little bit with the score. And tonight is no exception. We are going to be playing track 22 from the Alien Covenant soundtrack first from Mr. Jed Kurtzel. Track 22, 
the Alien Covenant theme, and we're also going to be playing track 10, The Med Bay, which has that uh, weird little instrument ditty from uh, Under the Skin. So be sure to listen out for that. Enjoy!
I wonder how David knew that was her theme in the movie. I don't know. Maybe he talked to uh, to Ridley Scott first and was like, hey, bro, what should I really <laughs> learn for this? <laughs> Man, you should play the theme from Prometheus on your flute. Maybe that. Maybe she hums that talk, or whatever. Talk maybe about some existential thought yeah, there. It's very. It's very meta. <laughs> like I'd love to know what my theme is. Oh, I could tell you. 